Hey, it's Teresa, the host of You Can Tell Me Anything. Thanks for listening. That is so sweet of you guys. Please rate and review the podcast. It will really help keep the show going. Also, if you guys want to get exclusive content, you can do that by joining the Patreon at patreon.com slash tellmeanythingpod. I just posted an exclusive video confession today, so if you're a member, go check it out. Make sure you watch it. Also, I want to thank these members for supporting the podcast. Shout out to Chrissy M., Christina, Tom Morrow, Russell Bowman, Polita Twat, that's his username, that's not his name, but, or her, could be her, Twat's gonna be female too, Nolan M., Kevin, and James M., so thank you guys so much for supporting the Patreon. Also, if you guys want to leave a confession or message for me, a Patreon member or not, you can do so by calling 323-388-3521 or email me at tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com. All right, enjoy the show. You can tell her, you can tell her anything. She's a real good listener. You can tell her anything. Hey guys, this is Teresa Lee, and you're listening to it. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything, uh, where I. Ask people to tell me stuff that they've never told anybody because I love secrets. <laughs> and so do you. That's why you're listening. Um, also because therapy is expensive and um, not everybody's religious. So sometimes we just have to talk to people. Mm-hmm. So today with me, I have very excited about our guest. I have a very funny comedian, writer, director, filmmaker. Please don't put your hands together because there's no audience here, but just clap in your head for very funny Christine Medrano. Hello. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So I like to start every interview off with uh, a good confession because I know a lot of people think confessions are bad, but not every confession is bad. You don't have to be guilty about every confession. Sometimes there's things in life that you've done that you you didn't get credit for it or like a good deed or an achievement you're proud of. And we get shamed for bragging these days. But, um, yeah, do you have something good to confess? Something positive? Um, I was salutatorian of my graduating class in high school. Whoa. That's, what does salutatorian mean? It's like there's valedictorian and then there's like salutatorian. I, it's kind of like the popular vote. Oh, okay. But not even, like, I wasn't even like, I don't know, I guess I, I was just like diplomatic. <laughs> to give a speech? I had to give a speech. It was me and the valedictorian gave speeches at high school, you know, for our graduation. That's great. Yeah, it was really fun. And um, they tried to shut me down, though. Like, um, I remember one of or my principal pulled me aside and was like, I don't want any jokes. And if I don't hear something I don't like, you won't get your diploma. Remember, you're not a stand up comedian, which is what? so ironic right now, right? <laughs> did you do comedy in high school or did you want to? I was just like a funny, like, class clown, you know? Like, I was like also head of the drama club. And so, okay. like, I had to make speeches about what play was happening. One year it was like Greece. And so I went and did an entire speech about how I was excited for the play Greece. And then gave a bunch of facts about the country Greece. <laughs> um, so they, I don't know, they just, I was up to hijinks all the time. Did you listen to the principal or did you make jokes in your speech? I made jokes. They definitely edited a bunch of my my jokes. Like we all were wearing white and I was like, we're all wearing white ladies. Who are we trying to fool? And like things like that. I didn't get to go. As, oh, you went to uh, Catholic school, right? I, I went to Catholic school. Yeah. So I didn't get to make as many jokes as I would have liked because they were, they hated me in my high school. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I feel because like, I went to public school. Uh, well, I went to Catholic school for one year, but I graduated from public school and they're yeah. very much like. Yeah, be funny. I think the year after me, they had MC Hammer speak. What? <laughs> I went to a very 
small, like all girls private school though. Like, all no girls private. Yeah, basically. Woman can't be funny. It's against God. <laughs> Probably. Do you uh do you go to therapy or do you have uh, someone you talk to when you have secrets? I go to therapy and it is so it's one of those things where I only started like maybe this summer and it was just like very much needed. And so I, I literally was on the waiting list for like the California Southern California Counseling Center and then like they didn't get to back to me soon enough. So I was like calling around all the other like sliding scale therapist another uh, uh, edgar who was just on um was just talking about that organization i should check it out yeah they're great for if you're like you know need to talk to someone you may be on a budget also i'm at the women's clinic there's just like a shorter waiting period there um and it's it's cheap it's uh, i like my 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 pe- counselor therapist person she's great um yeah and i it's so sometimes um one of my favorite movies is like 2046 Oh, I've never there's seen a that. Wonker Y film, and there's this thing that he mentions in the movie, and I like to think of therapist therapy this way. Kind of, it's just kind of like sometimes it's nice just to just like have a hole that you dig and whisper secrets into, and then <gasps> cover up the secret. I love that. <laughs> I it's feel like very, that's what therapy um, is. King, is it Midas, the one that had the donkey ears? I think it was him. Everyone always thinks of him with gold, but I think he had another story with the donkey ears, mm. and his barber saw the ears and uh, whispers it into the hole, and that's why. Um, the reads. I think I'm confusing this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There was some story about a, his barber whispering the secret into a hole. Um, but I like to think that I like that metaf- metaphor a lot. I used to I used to make a joke about um, missing my ex, just digging a hole and whispering, "I miss us" into the, into the <laughs> ground. And I've just been like journaling a lot more and like, right. I have like, so I have so much just like, sometimes you just like need to get it out. Or like, I read a lot of like letters to people that I know that I'll never send. It just kind of like things that you just need to like get off your chest and sometimes say that I just, I don't know. It's so vital to I like my mental health. Do you get scared? I get scared when I write names in a, a journal. I can't bring myself to call it a diary anymore. I feel like since I turned 13, I have to call it a journal, even though it's, the same thing what's the difference is there a difference i don't think there i think it's just, it's just no. too One's, childish to call yeah. it a diary i have like a digital one so it's like Whoa. on my iCloud or whatever so it's like no one can access it hopefully unless i die wait how is it an app no it's just like um i just have like just a notes? google doc oh just like a google doc that i've named so i have to like go to my email go in the drive find the name <laughs> of the, the especially named file and it's like you know and then i also have like just books like i do have like um like in my bag, I have like a book of just like a like a notebook filled of like letters written to like one person. Whoa! <laughs> I I had a notebook. I guess I'm just gonna call it a diary. No, I'm not. It's called a journal. <laughs> but I had a note uh, a notebook when I first got to college that I bought that had this like like I was in love with this guy. I chased to New York, and he went to India for a summer and like wouldn't Typical. stop talking about it. <laughs> and so I um I I found this notebook at a Barnes and Noble in Union Square that had an elephant on it that was like vaguely Indian. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, this is all kind of racist, but uh, <laughs> I bought the notebook because it reminded me of him and how yeah. he went to India. And then I would write uh, in it, but everything was about him. And I would, but I never used his name. I always wrote like you or him. And it was always about him. I mean, I <laughs> have, because this, I got scared. I, I got this scared. person's name all over this thing. And I figure <sighs> that like, I don't know, whatever. It's not like, it, 
I'm sure it would be embarrassing if it were found, but it's like, whatever. People have, like, worse things have happened in the history of man than, like, someone being like, oh, a book of... I feel like they'd read one, they'd be like, okay, (laughs) we know, we get the idea of what this is going to be and just throw it out or something. Like, you're probably the sane one. I feel like I'm being paranoid, but I've definitely overthought it too much. And also, you're right, I think people, like... Uh, are more attracted to mystery. So yeah. the fact that I didn't use a name probably would make someone want to uncover more. They'd read more. more because they'd be like, how do I figure out who this yeah. is? And, <laughs> and really when you're looking at a name, you're just trying to be like, like if I ever found a diary and I saw a name, I just, all I want to know is like, is that person also fucking someone I'm fucking? <laughs> and so once you're like, no, a different person, I'm like, it's fine. You're like, yeah, that's boring. <laughs> um, yeah, do you ever lie in a journal? Um, I sometimes... No, I don't think so. But sometimes I definitely like maybe want to go back and omit things. But I'm like, no, because sometimes you're like, I want to burn this person and destroy that. <laughs> like I get very like I try not to. I'm like, if you can't, if there's one place you can be like open and free, I should be like your journal. I feel like I sometimes lie to my therapist or don't give <laughs> the whole scoop. I definitely have just been like, it took me a while to be able to like feel comfortable enough to be like, hey, this is like, what's up for a while. I just be like, I'm fine. I still, I still feel like I don't cry enough in therapy. Um, I don't think you have to cry in therapy. I actively try to not cry. I try to make my therapist cry. I've, I think I've made my therapist cry, but like she was listening to the story and she like, cry, like I saw a tear. So her She'll pull out, t- mine will pull out tissues and, um, and start crying and then that will make me stop crying because then I'll feel like I have the power <laughs> but she, it's like she's doing it for me it's like when you hire people at your funeral to cry yeah <laughs> I don't know I feel like in the beginning I was like yelling more at my therapist not like about at her but just like about the situation I'm just a loud mm. person but um I wish I could cry more I don't know I feel like I should cry I feel like I cry too much on my own and not in therapy if that makes sense, right? Do you ever write down things that are like like positive? I feel like I I have a hard time being honest when it's like something I'm excited about because I start hearing myself and I it sounds so dumb. Like if I'm like excited, I don't know, for like like I had a good day or date or something, I'll start writing like I had a great day. This guy is really cute, and then I'll hear it like as I'm writing it and be like oh god yeah I get more embarrassed (laughs) writing down positive journaling than I do like negative journaling isn't that (laughs) so strange I know it just kind of like you feel like you're like a child like you're not supposed to have good memories but really those are the ones that you should remember yeah I have like I don't know it's just interesting that we have that thing where we I guess we associate like oh well we're writing because we're like damaged and bruised and we need to but we're never like oh we're happy let's write this down I'm trying more I feel like I do have like and even like my the letters that I've written people a lot of them are usually like just me being like open and positive and just being like this is how I feel about you da, da, da. remember this mo- memory da, da, da. so those are a lot more positive but in terms of like my personal journal I've this year, last year I, I started writing a lot more positive things in it and I think I don't know, but also negative things as well. Mm-hmm. Just or like I just try to be truthful. That's I good. don't know. Have you ever sent one of the letters? Yeah. Really? Did you what, did you write it um, in my like? Did you know you were gonna send it when you wrote it, or was it later? You're like, I'm just gonna send it out. I I'd written it and then I sent it to friends. I'm like, should I send this? And I'm like, yeah, this is a really beautiful letter. And then um, I gave it to the person, and oh. they were like going to the airport, and then they dropped it in my car. And they're like, oh, no, I dropped your letter. Oh, no. And they're like, I'm like, 
I'm like, oh should God. I mail it to you? And they're like, yeah, mail it to me. And then I like, I was like, I don't know. And then I went back and like rewrote the last page <laughs> and then like mailed it to them. And then, yeah. What, and how did it go? Was it, uh, I mean, I, you don't have to get yourself if you don't want to, but what, was it like a confession of love or like? I mean, we already like, kind of, like confessed love to this person, but it was just reaffirming, reaffirming your love. Yeah, it was good. I think it was an overall. Po- I was. I got things. I think I got some things off of my chest that I needed to. I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like so awkward in person, or you can't be as like forthcoming as you would like to in letter form, or even like in texts. This year, I've been mm-hmm. a lot more open in like text with certain people. And some of it has not been great. Like some of it's very, I'm I'm a very close up person where I'm like, I'm just going to like, like Teflon. But I realized I'm very not, not like Teflon. It's like the opposite where they're just like little serrated like <laughs> holes that and just it's sitting in pockets. And so I've been trying to get a lot more things off of my chest because I feel like it's, I like to think of it like there were a bunch of like tiny pile. There were like was a tiny pile and I was like, oh, I'll deal with it later. And, but now yeah. there's so many piles that I just don't know what to do. And so I, I. I don't know. I'm just being, I feel like being honest with people, even though it's like overwhelming in the moment will help in the long run. I'm hoping. <laughs> I think that's true. Someone recently told me, and I can't remember who told me, but that um, like when you like really love someone and you're comfortable, it's uh, you're able to let go of how they feel about you. So you're able to get mad. Cause I, I haven't been in a lot of long-term relationships. So everybody I've dated, I've like never gotten to a point where I've like had a full on blown out fight. Mm. And I think that's a sign of being in love weirdly because that's when you're so comfortable that you're able to be like I just need to tell you this thing upsets me yeah because it's hard when you're like kind of seeing someone because it's like you're like okay I have a fear of losing them yeah because you don't want to seem angry and then have them be like okay well I'm out but yeah just buy forever right I mean I got angry real angry got into (laughs) a fight with someone like I broke two wine glasses I threw them at a wall Oh God, it's so embarrassing. Um, but um, and I remember saying to the person after, I was just like, "Did I ruin myself for you? Like, you know what I mean? Just being like, did did I ruin whatever your idea of me?" And they were just like, "No." But it was definitely like one of those things where it was like I was just, I'm I'm so the kind of person that like I always think of like Larry David about like how he had that dentist who he didn't like, and he's like, "I just got a got a new dentist." Then they're like, everyone's like, just address the issue. <laughs> I'm the kind of person who just be like, I guess I'll just like get a new. You know what I mean? I'm like, let's yeah. just throw everything away because it's too uncomfortable to talk about it. And I've really been forcing myself to like talk about things this year. Um, and not just throw everything away. And it's still, it's so hard though. But it's so, it, I mean, d- after you sent this letter, did, um, did this person react? Did, did you get a good reaction or did they Yeah, react? yeah, it was good. It was good overall. Um, yeah, it was good. And it was like, well, the, the wine throwing, <laughs> very reality TV. Um, that was like months after the letter, but every, I feel like just, you really have to though feel secure with someone to be able to do something like that though yeah or else it's kind of just like oh god I can't like it's even even thinking about it now it's just kind of like oh boy that's like a big I don't know you're putting yourself out there I'm getting very cringy hearing this only because I sent a letter in college to somebody I was in love with actually this is the new the the Indian he's not he wasn't Indian but the guy who went to India uh he was Asian but he um uh I sent a letter to him telling him I was like saving my virginity. 
<laughs> oh, you're so <sighs> embarrassing. Oh and I, and he didn't respond or acknowledge that he got it. Oh, um, and then I ran into him at a party two years later, and he just comes up to me and like puts his hand on my back and was like, "I got your letter." Oh my god! And he's like, "I'm and ready now." I, no, he didn't say that. <laughs> but it was like I think he was like it was circumstantial, and I was like, "What does that mean?" You just being a dick, but yeah. um, yeah. So when you told that letter story, but I'm glad other people do that because I really felt like I was just real dumb for doing that <laughs> are you a romantic i think it's because it's like i'm i'm a huge romantic and so like the person got the letter and they're like oh my god i left your letter i cried blah 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 blah, blah. whatever i think yeah maybe i was just not a good writer i feel like <laughs> if, you're you're, a good if you're a good writer and you know how to put your feelings in words you can win someone over th- through your words i think i don't know i don't, I don't, I don't I hope so i don't know <laughs> right i don't know i think to be do comedy though, I think you have to have some of a way with words. Right. This was think? before I did comedy. Oh, okay, but yeah. even before that, I think the inclination that you wanted to do comedy tells you that you probably had like. I don't think I was very funny in the letter. I think if I like kept it witty, maybe. I always sign off like I'll I'll write something that's really 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 like deep and like or like I'll try to be really honest and open with my feelings, and at the end I'll just be like, also. Did you hear or like? Did you get the ebook I sent? <laughs> something like or something stupid. Also, donate to my Kickstarter. I oh yeah, I'll always send off with something that's kind of like lighthearted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. To just kind of like to ease the tension. To ease the tension and to be like, I'm putting myself on the line. This is awkward, but also like, uh, this is still me. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird being vulnerable. It's like people don't see that a lot so then it almost feels like like you said it's like not you and you want to be like it's still me but this is like how I really feel and being a comic it's so hard to be earnest I feel like so much of us hinges on like the hiding behind the uncomfortableness of like I'm like we're just joking and um and yeah being earnest like sometimes like even like I went to the women's march the other day and I'm like everyone was like so earnestly being inspired and I was just like oh it's like oh it's like this is my everybody and I was just like people just singling along or like earnestly chanting with other people and part of me was like cringing but I don't know I went to the women's march last year and it felt so much more like ah and this time it just felt so like I don't know I guess I was just like in the mood where I was like oh boy oh brother well I kind of I think some of that I don't want to like make anyone mad, but some of what I have been seeing recently has been like, I'm glad it works and maybe just like everybody copes in a different way, but sometimes it does feel performative. Um, so I maybe you're really picking up on that a little bit because I think there were a lot more like social media oriented protests this year. And it's great if it can get the word out. So I'm not knocking that. But I think maybe, yeah, I, I mean, maybe you're picking up on there's probably some people there disingenuously which is fine for the numbers i mean if that works yeah. it works well, but don't you like yeah. cringe sometimes at people's earnestness like I sometimes think I at, like I do. fakeness and uh um, maybe it's a fakeness i'm feeling like yeah. it's like fake and comfortable earnest where they think they're putting everything on the line but i know that they're covering and so yes. like i'm like oh why does this feel gross to me yeah there's i'm sure that's uh i actually didn't go this year i went last year and it didn't work um no what do you mean? <laughs> i went to kidding. the one I, went, I flew to new york and went to the one in washington last no, year. no no i'm kidding no i went last year i, I wasn't able to go this year um i, I would have gone if i could but um yeah. yeah i'm i'm glad people are expressing their right to protest <laughs> I, I i don't i'm not actually knocking on it i i think uh but i i I think you could have been picking up on like there there may be more people joining in who want to be part of the movement for other reasons, but also that's not a bad thing because you know we need people on our side. So yeah, 
but yeah. I'm still like, oh boy. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, wow, I just talked myself out of that. I get very like scared that people are going to be mad at me for everything I say, even though I feel like nobody cares. <laughs> I mean, like I'm not like a, you know, I'm not in office or anything. I, I feel yet. like I have my opinions and not everyone does. No, I'll never be in office. <laughs> I could not handle the pressure. I thought about running for city council. I've Googled it more than once and I'm like, I'm like on the mailing list for like, she should run. And oh, I whoa. think about it all of the you time. You should do it. I want to, but it's kind of like, I don't know. I think not right now. Like maybe when I have like more stuff that I've done that I've wanted to do, mm-hmm. uh, done, then maybe I'll like look into it more. But I would love to. I like love politics ever I, since I was young. I wish I, yeah, I wish I wasn't so insecure. I think if I ran... And I didn't win. I would take it so personally <laughs> and be so upset and feel like, well, this is it. Like I always kind of like without anything, I, I always kind of just don't expect to win anything. So I'm always I always just feel like I'm like the underdog who never makes it to, to just end up seeing the loser. So it's like not even the underdog. I'm just the loser. I mean, like, I, I don't expect I to win, but oh, I yeah. still feel bad when I don't. It's very weird. It's like almost like if I tried harder and expected to win, I might actually have a shot. But yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. I'm, I'm a, I don't know. I guess it's like I'm, I'm such like a in high school. I was like the coaster. You know what I mean? Or I'm like, oh, like a d- door. No, it's just kind stop? of like Wait, what's the, the pull, pushover pull no format. That's the word I was like. Oh. For me, it's just more just kind of like you don't try as hard, but. You, you're like, well, if I really tried, I could have gotten A if I wanted, but I didn't really uh-huh. try and I got a B, so that's fine. But so, you're a salatorian. You're popular. But that, I mean, that has nothing to do with intelligence grade, or grades, but neither does, like, grades. You know what I mean? That's true. You don't, you know, and especially with high school, it's just, like, so many, like, assignments that are based on nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm never gonna, I've never talked about that California gold rush since uh, I learned about it in school. Yeah. Like, Until now, just now. I guess I'd cheer for the 49ers and that's sort of related, but what are the, I don't, I don't know enough about American history cause I'm Canadian. And I also like, I just have a very deep running insecurity that I'm like the most inarticulate person that I know. And like, you know what I mean? Like I'm the dumb person at the table all the time. That's how I always feel. And so it's just like, I don't know, I guess maybe that's part of like me being like, I'll try, but I don't expect anything from anything. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's a common uh, thing with comedians is just like, it's very self-deprecating. But at the same time, also wanting to be the best. It's like this weird thing you struggle yeah, with. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of which, is there anything you'd like to tell me? I have like a, well, this is like a very random story, but it's like, do you ever have those things that are like moments that like when they flash through, like if you could go back and change one moment in your life, you'd like do this one thing and maybe like the trajectory of my life would have been completely different if I had like not choked in this weird moment as a child. Uh-huh. So like when I was like 13 years old, um I was I was like when I was young I was really big into this theater company. I used to take classes and even at like a scholarship there. It was called the Manitoba Theater for Young People. And I was also like obsessed with Shakespeare. I love Shakespeare. And so I used to just like I was like a weird kid and I would just like read so much Shakespeare and memorize monologues and go to the plays and watch the movies. What's your favorite Shakespeare play? Macbeth. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. What? No, I don't know. <laughs> or that's probably a, also like no, Romeo that's a good one. I, just, I don't hear that a lot. That's a um, and so I had like they were having professional. They were having auditions for the professional company, mm-hmm. and if you got this, you got to be like a professional theater theatrical actor. You know, you got to be a part of the theater, and like, you know what I mean? Like what you see yeah. in the movies. And I'm like, that is the coolest thing in the entire world. 
and they would um have these auditions a year and so i was auditioning and i was like i'm gonna prepare uh, a monologue from Macbeth. I did like the witches, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd memorized it, and I'd memorized it day in, day out. And they don't tell you what you're auditioning for, right? You just kind of go in blind with a monologue, and all the kids do. And so it was the day of the audition that I had, and mm-hmm. they brought us in three at a time. And there was a girl and a guy, and then me. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go last. Uh-huh. And the two people went up first, and they did like very like. <gasps> kid monologues like i don't know joey maybe we should go here and i was just like oh my god i'm gonna look like a fucking loser doing like a shakespearean monologue um, and so they they the two kids go and then they got to me uh-huh and then i was like they're like okay do you have a monologue and i was like no i don't i, I forgot mine oh no and they're like you don't have anything you don't have anything you want to do and i was like no and they're like Okay. And I was totally like, I, I knew my monologue in and out. Yeah. I literally memorized it before the, before we I even knew that there were auditions. And then I found out what play it was at the very wow. end. And it was a Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, man. And so like what other child person would have prepared Shakespeare so I pr- and I think about that all of the time. Did they ever do like another <sighs> audition? I never signed up for another audition after that for the theater. For that, like, I think that was my last year at the Manitoba Theater. Too burned by that one experience. By just kind of like me choking. I thought I still think about that all of the time about like why I'm just like it was like such like a moment where I'm like just go for it. I don't know. You were overwhelmed by the possibility of success. That's what somebody told me once. Of like, I was when people back out because it's so it's so scary in that moment of like. The, a thing you want that you could get that you're like, why don't I just get rid of this possibility altogether? And then it won't even hurt me when I don't get it. It's all I wanted, dude. It's all I fucking wanted. Why didn't you audition the next year? <sighs> I don't know. I managed, I got a lead in the school play. So maybe that was like, that's enough. Cause we had an amazing, uh, in grade eight, we had an amazing drama teacher and he would like shut down the school for like two weeks while we like were putting the school, oh, like wow. he was really, really into like Broadway. And we had like a professional choreographer who was our gym, who was like, who was our gym teacher and she would choreograph. And it was just like our, the, these middle school plays were like known throughout our city because he would go like above and beyond and other schools would come to watch our that school oh, play cool. and i had to lead in that what was, was the play you guys did we did the whiz oh that's a great one the evil witch oh that's awesome and yeah and then i remember like i cried because i didn't want to sing and he's like you're not a singer you're an actor that's why i cast and i was just like oh, whatever he's also <laughs> the, he's also the teacher who told me that i should be a stand-up comic oh and they like sat, i think that sat in the back of my brain for that's many great. years but yeah i don't know i just it was one of those things where like don't you have moments like that where you just like you choked in this one moment and it kind of like will haunt you for the rest of your life even if you I, like i probably like would have auditioned like maybe i wouldn't have gotten it either too that's another possibility uh-huh. you know what i mean but i'm like i i feel like another quote that i remember reading like after that was like the saddest words of tongue or pen or it could have been you know what i mean it was just one of those things where i'm like i wish i had just tried and seen but what do you well i guess it sounds like you had a a good theater career after that in high school and continued on to be a performer what in this alternate universe where you didn't choke up and got the lead and, and you were like you know helena and midsummer's night dream what is your life like what i would what have do you been like a life? professional 
actor. I mean, like, I'm doing fine now, I guess, like, whatever. But, like, I would have been, like, I would have become, like, a member of, like, Canadian theater, like, equity, and then, you know, gone on to do, do, like, Canadian television and maybe moved to Toronto when I was 18 or whatever. I mean, it would have been too far. I would have, I would have just been, like, I would have made more money or something. Doing I don't theater. know. Yeah, there's a lot of money in. Or I would have. I would theater. never probably done like Shakespeare. <laughs> Shakespearean theater is where all the big bucks are at, not Hollywood, LA, where you currently <laughs> live. <laughs> well, I would have never maybe even done stand up. Like one of my first auditions in LA was for Avatar. Whoa! It was for Michelle the Rodriguez's movie. role, and <laughs> obviously, like that was before I started stand up. And if I got that role, I would like would have never done stand-up. Did or you feel- do a Macbeth monologue for that audition? No. They had me sign, like, a non-disclosure waiver, which I feel like is null now that the movie's out, so I don't care. But it was <laughs> just, like, I kept pronouncing this one word wrong. It was, like, spec ops, and I kept saying, spec ops! <laughs> and they're like, it's spec ops. Can I try it again? And I'd be like, spec ops! And it was, like, <laughs> it was supposed to be, like, pretend I was, like, driving a ship or something. I don't remember. It was, like, so dumb. It was- and I remember going to that audition, and it was, like, all these beautiful, like, tall, statuesque, light and black women and I'm like what am I doing here because I did like obviously now I know why first well because you were doing stand-up already at the time no oh yeah I because I've gotten called in I mean I I didn't have a big acting background when I first moved to LA and I mean I guess I still don't have a big acting background but I uh you know as a stand-up you get called in for auditions sometimes big things like that and um and I would always be like what why am I here and usually they have like a stand-up like I auditioned for some like Warner Brothers superhero film that they gave me dummy size on so I don't know what it was but I think it had to do with the Justice League because I wore something that was Batman related and they're like oh that's very appropriate (laughs) they wouldn't tell me what it was um but yeah I didn't get it obviously but I remember being like why am I here like I there's no way (laughs) it's so funny some of the things that you audition for and then you see who they went with yeah I auditioned for a, a certain television show let's call it lashing uh-huh. <laughs> and they went with p holmes no wow <laughs> yeah they went with p holmes no but uh, yeah for the second season i'm like oh okay but i don't like i didn't think i had a pretty bad audition i don't i was not happy about with my audition so it's fine well it's always good to go i i've started doing this thing where i go in and just try to be as uh as my thing as I can, even if I if I know I'm not gonna get the role, because then I'm like, hopefully that casting director will be like, oh, I get what her thing is, and then when a role gets written that I fit perfectly, they'll remember me. As yeah. A, so I don't know. Absolutely, and I also think it's like a weird thing being maybe this is just like me being like dated or whatever, but like being like a woman of color or whatever. I've gone out for like I definitely go out for like a certain type more so Mm -hmm. than others and I'm like I'm not going to get this because it's just like there's other girls who are like my type who are just this person and I'm not you know what I mean who I'm not like the feisty whatever but you never know I feel like being a stand-up you have an advantage because they might think they want a type but that's only because they're not being creative at the time and then they if they see you bring to life a better character they're probably more likely to go with that that's true i've seen that happen to my friend we were in audition mm-hmm. together and she was like i can beatbox and then she beatbox and they rewrote a commercial to put her in that's awesome and i was just like damn i think chris colfer's i think i read that on um his character on glee was like that like oh he, really he what the character wasn't written gay and he like did his version of it and they're like well this is what the character is this makes yeah, sense this makes sense i mean i don't 
I, I had an audition for like a, it was like a pilot I did where it was just kind of like they were they literally had every all the people who were they wanted to audition send in tapes of like who your character you're like pitching what your character oh, is man, and that's... then they're writing a script around the people who they chose and pitched and like I it was interesting just because it was like the, I mean I shot the pilot and they did write a script surrounding the character that I'd pitched and like the tapes that I sent in but it was just like their version of like what I'd sent in was so different it was just interesting seeing someone else's interpretation of like what I'd sent in uh-huh. I don't know yeah, that's, like, that's, that's almost so like weird. they don't want to write it and they're just like oh here's kind a bunch of, of actors basically. that also write they should just write it yeah I mean they just it was all stand-ups so yeah. I'm like oh great <laughs> sounds like everything you did after that moment still kind of led you to a thing you wanted I mean, what I, I'm still, I guess it's hard to be like, oh, what have I got that thing? So this is like a, is it a big theater company? I'm, it's it, it's like you would have been part of the professional theater company. I mean, you would have been like, you'd get a, get like a tutor, and you'd and get they're to mostly like all high school students or adults? no, you're not even like I would have been like. You would be like the child in the th- you know when you're watching oh, you ever yes. go to see okay, a play and they're like there's a child there who gets to be that lucky kid uh. like I would have been that kid, <laughs> um and then I don't know and then Canadian acting scene is so small you would have soared to the top I would have like infiltrated at a young age so you said you were involved with that company before well I was involved with the theater school through okay. that company and then you did someone get the child part and were you like I oh, didn't I even I didn't even look I was so hard you cold turkey dropped. The whole theater company. I mean, I think I did like one or two things after that. And then after that, I was like so burned by the experience. And then also I started, um, I started doing music. Then I joined, like I started, I started learning to play guitar and then started a band, started recording music. Everything you're saying sounds like positive things came out of (laughs) not getting this role. You were like, I learned a new skill. I auditioned for a major Oscar award (laughs) movie. If only I hadn't choked up. I still think about it, though. I don't know. Don't you have moments? Like, it may not seem like bit, like, I guess maybe it's easy to look back retrospect, but I don't know. There are, f- the one I can, I can't really think of, I try to let go of stuff, there's a ton I'm sure, but the one I think of in high school that wasn't like an audition, but I was always like, I should have gotten that, was I should have been cheer captain, and we switched directors this my senior year, and then like a, a new girl came in who was popular, but not a cheerleader, like she was an athlete, oh, she was pretty, yeah, she was yeah. like blonde, she looked like a cheerleader, and she's best friends with the other girl who should have been, there was co-captain, so it should have been me and this other girl. Everyone knew it because I was the best cheerleader. <laughs> I was. It was fine. Like, I could say that yeah. now. But, like, uh, skill-wise, because, you know, I came from yeah. dance. And um, at camp, like, I always got all the oh, medals and stuff. But uh, not medals. Whatever. They give out ribbons. ribbons. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but this other girl was best friends with it already. And she was looked like a cheerleader. And then the new coach didn't like me because the new coach was bad. And so I gave her a lot of shit because she wasn't a cheerleader. Oh, damn. And she didn't know how to coach. So I would correct her all the time. <laughs> that's and where you oh my yeah. god and uh i was a huge nerd and a cheerleader and so i didn't get it and then they like tr- and that, you were well went. actually in cheerleading well <laughs> actually <laughs> well, she just like douche bad she's bad like we'd do stunts and she wouldn't she'd be like all right you guys have to do this and i'd be like no that's dangerous we can't do it this way and it's like oh anyway so i didn't get it and i was heartbroken because that summer like everyone sort of knew the vote was coming and yeah. i organized like a car wash and i raised money for oh, our team God. and it was so successful and all this stuff and then as soon as i did it my um the other girl who should have been the other captain she was like me and Haley are gonna throw a big party a sleepover party and so she, they won the girls over because Haley had a huge house with a vineyard <sighs> in the back 
they're all fine now. I'm sure they're all successful and happy. Like, Man, I don't hate them now, but fun party it was. <laughs> but it had nothing to do with cheer. I didn't raise any money for the team. I raised money for the team. And so they both got captains, and I didn't. So. Oh. And then I didn't get most spirited either for our high school superlatives. And I just wanted that so bad. <laughs> I was. I got, like, other – like, I was runner-up for Miss Congeniality – <laughs> they have that in high school Whoa. um yeah i mean in my high school we didn't get like superlatives i guess because it was like weird catholic i don't know we didn't have superlatives but we did have like other weird things so i got runner up i feel like oh and then whatever it's fine it's weird how people still care about that even it's though I'm, so like, it dumb. didn't, it didn't matter. Mean, doesn't mean but anything. it does because so many comedians i know were like class clowns in high school and they're all like yeah of course I was I'm like I didn't get anything and I feel like that's worse than getting like weirdest kid I would have rather gotten one of the bad ones than nothing oh you got nothing I, I got nothing I was in student government so I was like around and oh, stuff yeah. but I, I I I think the one the only one I wanted was most spirited and it went to Becca and Fucking she campaigned for Becca. it it should have been me I was for sure the most spirited anyways Really, that's the alternate life I see because she then got went from captain to spirit commissioner, which is what I wanted. If you got head head cheerleader, do you think your life would be completely? different I think now? I would not have done stand up. I think I would. Have, <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have gotten spirit like commissioner, an advertising job or something. It was the thing I wanted so bad. Like all through high school, I was like, I want to be spirit commissioner. I want to be spirit commissioner. And I was like, I'm gonna do cheer. I'm gonna be the cheer captain and get that. And then I didn't get that. So then I was treasurer. Which is whatever, Asians, racist. But uh, then I, like, I got that with no contest. And then I didn't get most spirited. But I think if I gotten all those three things, I would have gone to probably not NYU. I'd probably gone to like a state school or somewhere where I could be cheerleader and uh, partied and uh, married young and had some kids, taken some cool Instagram pictures and just be happy. I, I just feel like it's a different life. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many things like that, though. Like when I was young, I used to be in a breakdancing team when i was like when you know like like, when i was like in like probably like grade one or two and i was like they used to have it was like me they i would there were like three girls who were like the young girls who were part of this we'd perform at weddings and stuff very filipino right um and um then you'd have a chalk break dance how old were you i was probably i was like in grade one or two how old were you break dancing in first grade wow and so i remember they used to have like a chalkboard and they put how many mistakes each kid made and i always would get the most amount and so i was so discouraged by that that i like didn't even want to like dance normally for years And it put, like, I was kind of like, I'm a bad dancer. I told myself that for so many years. And I wish I had, like, had the inner strength or whatever to just be like, no, I'm going to keep dancing until I get good. And I, and it would have been, like, a fucking amazing breakdance. Not, like, a, maybe not, I probably like not. I feel just breakdancing at all makes you a good dancer. I mean, like, I was so young. It was, like, one of those things where it was, like, all the teenagers who were breakdancing. And then it was, like, the, like me, me and, like, some younger siblings of breakdancers mm-hmm. who would, like, go and practice and watch them. And I used to spend so much time. But did you do, like, tricks? Yeah, I could do the crab and I could do windmill and I could do... You could do windmill? One windmill. That's awesome. And then um, just, like, kind of, like, slapjacks and, like, just basic stuff. But if I, had like, kept at it, I would have been amazing. It's almost, like, earlier experiences in your life uh, that 
discourage you from pursuing things you liked may have affected later parts of your life. Well, that's why I feel so. Things you wanted. That's why I feel so like in. I guess what's the word? I'm like not insignificant. Um, what am I looking for? I can't think of the word now. But uh, like, I just feel like I, I like I don't feel like I, I never feel like I'm good enough because of like all of these weird things that oh, added uh, up. Insufficient. Insufficient. I see. Feel so insufficient now as an adult because of all these stupid things that happened to me as a child where people were just like you're not good enough you're gonna fuck up da, 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 da. were your know. parents really hard on you no my parents my mom was great like i thought i could be a professional basketball player till i was like 13 years old <laughs> you know what i mean my, my like my parents were very supportive my mom was like even though we were like didn't have money to go for theater school my mom like found money and like picked up extra shifts and like she'd come and like drop me off that it was like they were so supportive of me um but it was just kind of like I guess I was just like I didn't have I was like a weird kid no one really like I I feel like I didn't have a lot of self-esteem and so like anytime there was like a setback I'd be like okay I guess I won't do that but it sounds like it's not really your fault it sounds like early on people were pointing out mistakes when it was too young to need to hear that like that that age is just about cultivating a passion for something yeah i feel like i if i knew what grit was back then but you're like i was like they didn't give you a chance to love the thing you're doing yeah i just made you hate it because they were telling you how bad you were at which is nobody starts good at anything yeah i was a little kid and they should have just been like you'll get better you'll improve just practice more rather than being like look how many mistakes you made like, it was a chalkboard of just, like, oh, wow. uh, you know, I don't know. I was so discouraged. Sounds like you had some bad teachers. <laughs> Those were, like, uh, they were, like, older kids who were, like, teaching us. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it wasn't So they were, they should have been told that uh, all their mistakes in teaching. Yeah, but I guess, like, that works for some people, like, the tough love. I feel like, I don't know, I'm always, I always like to go the route of, like, compassion and just kind of, like, patience rather than, like, tough love and, like, militariness of, like, 20 more <laughs> or whatever. Some tough love is okay as long as you have a way out. I think you have to know, uh, you have to feel hopeful that you can get better. Yeah, and you can't be just told you're bad at something because that it just like tell them help. to work harder. It's just like if you don't th- feel like that your actions are changeable towards your attitude or skill set, right. you're just gonna give up. And I feel like there's a certain verbiage that you have to put and use maybe for kids that make it feel like behavior matters versus like you're just bad or you're like you're dumb or whatever that makes you feel like you have control or power over something rather than you know what I mean like if someone had told me like like instead of like you're a bad dancer like you just need to practice more yeah if someone's like oh you you need to work on your control or your um your timing then you'd be like oh maybe I'll like listen to drums or something I don't know yeah get better at timing or something exactly I don't know well tiny things that were like all the things we have to fix now as adults that <laughs> like I don't know what what made you do stand-up then because I feel like um if you're afraid of failure that that's surprising to me because that's something that's so vulnerable like when you start I don't I mean I don't even think it was like maybe like a fear of failure but just like a fear that I would be bad at something it's that it's maybe that's the same thing um I feel like with stand-up it was something that I've wanted to do for so long and sat at the back of my head and so many people told me I'd was should have done it throughout my life and then um and then I came out of like a breakup that was really bad that like made me start stand up and go back to school oh wow (laughs) um and then after that it was just kind of like uh, I don't know I like loved it I remember like my first set that I ever did it wasn't even like I had a bad set I know people like say they bombed the first time but I actually like I remember having my tape recording and like doing relatively well Mm -hmm. and I like went home and just like listened to that like a thousand times and like now I never listen to recording (laughs) but I just remember being like wow like just I don't know transfixed by this thing that I could do or whatever 
Well, it's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like it, everything led you here, so. Yeah. And it's not too late to be a Shakespearean actor. <laughs> I, you have no idea. You could idea. put on a, look, I have an Los entire Angeles library collection. Los Angeles is starved for theater. You oh God, could no. put on a theater, Shakespearean play right now, and I'm, you could no, it's still, do better than. No, it still than, intimidates <sighs> me so much, the Shakespearean acting, because I'm just like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not of the, you know, whatever. I don't know. I love, I love Shakespeare, but I, I love, um. I've never wanted to be a Shakespearean actor, but I do love taking quotes from Shakespeare and like applying it to like totally not unrelated, just like yeah. very basic bitch sort of situations. <laughs> and it's for me, that's fun. Just like, like uh, I was thinking of the King Lear quote when he's like, talk not of needs, like the yeah. basic humans have their needs. I'm like, that's how I feel when I don't get a text back. I'm just <sighs> like, I have needs. <laughs> I don't, I, I, yeah, I just never, I don't know. One day maybe I'll try my hand at it. No. It well, still intimidates me. Yeah. All I'm saying is no door is closed. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I like that story. Thanks for sharing that confession. Thank you. Do you feel like you got something off your chest? Yeah, definitely. Do it you feel like you can finally let go of that regret? I don't know about that yet. I'm really? going to try. I, I don't know. It's, it, it feels... I know it you should do so the monologue dumb. right now. I don't even do remember it. it. No, oh. I don't remember <laughs> it. I th- feel like everything was erased in my memory after that stupid audition. Did you hate Shakespeare after that? Or were you like... No, but I definitely built a distance... But I still, I've, I mean, I still have, I don't know, but I still do have, like, a love for it. But I just kind of, like, a, a love that's attached to, like, a feeling of an inadequacy oh, within no. me. Oh, God. <laughs> we got to go watch Shakespeare. Yeah. And then you'll get over it. Yeah. Um, well, I hope you can, like, go of that because you're very doing very well. And it sounds like talking, just from my point of view, like, hearing this, like, it sounds like you've done a lot of things since that moment that <laughs> I would consider successful Thank and you. related to performing, which was yeah. the dream. So Yeah. Still on the same path, I guess. <laughs> As being a Canadian actor in a theater company? I could have been you a could still. child actor. You could, I guess you can't go back and be a child actor. But no. you, you also, if you were a child actor, you could have... I've been a horrible yeah, nightmare. You could have just gone... I mean, a lot of child actors, I mean... You would have been uh, overdosing on drugs. I don't know what they do. Uh, yeah, Pro- probably, probably exposed to a lot of... There's probably some fine ones, too. Yeah. All I'm saying is... You could still be a child actor. You look kind of like a child. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Hey, you could pull it off. Thank you. It's a compliment. Thank you. I'm jealous of how young you look. Uh, you look young, too, though. <laughs> also, I cannot go for a child role. There's no you way. I've gone for moms. Sunblock and night and cold creams at night sunblock i wear sun i know i wear sunblock every single day and i have lotion for my face before i go to bed yeah yeah i I need to put more face things on my face i don't do that enough yeah i did once get called in for an audition for like like a screaming teenage girl and i just asked my agent i was like are you sure because there's no way that i don't look that at all i'm just very tall that's all that's too i'm also short and like dressed like like a child (laughs) It's good. Uh, it's a compliment. Thank you. Um, I want to end with a game. This is a game that's called Employee Confessions. That's, oh, it's not really okay. a good title. <laughs> I could have been better about the title. But uh, these are all employee confessions. Uh, confessions I found on the internet uh, from fast food employees. And um, I'm going to read the quote and then give you multiple choice. And you have to guess what store or re- uh, fast food chain it was four. I feel like I'm going to kill. I'm going to okay. do well at this. Let's bring it on. Okay, let's do it. All right, here's the first one. 
The beans start out looking like cat food, and the directions are add water and stir until you until you can't see white anymore. The steak was just the worst on dish duty. It if it would sorry if it would sit too long, it would become like hair gel. It was the worst. I already know what this is. Taco where, Bell. Where did this employee work? Taco a, Bell. How do you know that's an option? A El Pollo Loco. B Taco Bell. C the restaurant in the haunted mansion right at Disneyland. It's Taco Bell because I've already heard this quote and I still oh, eat have? there all the time. Oh. <laughs> well, you may have heard all of these then. All right, here's number two. So that's one point. The barbecue sandwich is actually made from chicken too old and stale to give. Do you know this? No. no. <laughs> too old and stale to give the homeless shelters. So they soak it in barbecue sauce until it can be pulled. And then they keep it on the heater for a month. Where did this employee work? A, KFC, B, Arby's, or C, the crafty table for the USA show suits? I'm going to go uh, uh, KFC. That's correct. Wow, you got two. How did you? Wow, you're killing this. Okay, here's the last one. I put way too much shake syrup in shakes, hoping people will think it's gross and not order it again because I hate making them. Is this A, Burger King, B, Wendy's, or C, Guy Fieri's 500-seat restaurant called Guy's American Grill and Bar in Times Square? I'm going to go Guy Fieri. No. Or A. Is it A? I thought my, my gut <laughs> no, said no, A. No, no, you guess. It's A. The answer is Burger King. You did not get that right, but you did get two out of three. My gut was going to say Burger King, but I was like, maybe it's the, the weird one this time. So you got two out of three. That's pretty good. You passed. I mean, like you your prize? Your prize is that uh, you can tell us where we can find you on social media. Oh, um, at Christy Meds on Twitter, Christine Med on Instagram. I'm so sorry. And then check out my website, ChristineMedrando.com. You can find clips and shit on there. And I'll include that all in the metadata once Sammy tells me how to do that. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. And you can follow me, Teresa.